All right, here we go. My name's Jeff K, and you're listening to episode 334 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. I sometimes have to uh, serve dinners. They have free site-wide dinners for the employees. You know, they cook up some kind of a a giant meal for everyone, and the supervisors and managers serve. This is a tradition that dates back to uh, ancient times. Uh, This past week, last week, uh, I had to do it three times. I had to do it for three different shifts, A, B, and C shifts. And um, actually, I had to do D shift too, but that's only like five people. But anyway, um, so on the on this particular meal, we we were doing they did pulled pork, pulled chicken, various side items, and bag of chips, and a drink, and an ice cream bar. All right, that sounds delightful in 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 the abstract. It sounds delightful. You know, and it probably was for the people on the receiving end. I, on the other hand, had to out of two out of three times had to, I, I served three times. One time I only did sandwiches, which was easy. You know, just like you know, use some tongs, put some meat on a bun, hand it down to the next person. You know, that's easy. I can do that all day long. It's hot though. It's hot back there. You know, you're under a heat lamp. There's all the foods under a heat lamp. It's hot. It's humid. Um, but you know, it's, it's not that bad. The ice cream, on the other hand, a complete nightmare. I mean, it, I mean, I can't tell you how much it sucked. <laughs> it, I mean, it was like, for one thing, there was a big giant tub of it. I, on the first night, which was Tuesday night, I was in charge of the chocolate, and another guy was in charge of the of the vanilla. And then on Thursday, it was flip-flopped. I was in charge of vanilla. So both times, the things were rock hard. I mean, rock, like a like a block of granite. You, you just like scoop off your, I felt like I was going to tear a rotator cuff. I was going to get Tommy John surgery. You just like scoop off, the, and it's just like a little sliver will come off. It's like rock hard. I mean... And um, I was like, what in the hell? I mean, I was sweat. <laughs> I was sweating. I mean, I couldn't even get, the, I mean, it, it was a night. It sucked. It was sucked so bad. So Tuesday night was terrible. Luckily, he had the vanilla. The other guy had the vanilla. That was, for some reason, and that's another thing that drives me nuts. Vanilla was far and away, far and away, not even in the same category, more popular than chocolate. And what kind of a person in their right mind, if you have two choices, vanilla and chocolate, who goes vanilla? I'll tell you who goes vanilla, 75% of the population. Like, what? Why? Why would you choose that? Vanilla over chocolate? I mean, and there's all these toppings you can put on it. I mean, I, I, mean, I have no issue. If, if all they had was vanilla, I would take it, and I'd, I'd slather on some of that, uh, you know, that Hershey syrup. You know, I'd do that. But um, 
I don't know. I mean, if, if there's a choice between chocolate and vanilla, I would, I would go chocolate every time. But not, uh, you know, I guess I'm in the minority on this deal. But anyway, so he, he was in charge of the vanilla on that first night. He had the worst end of the stick. We were both sweating. We are just, like, covered in sweat. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I mean, I'm, I can't even describe how, how, how terrible it was. It just went on and on and on. It was, like, hours of scooping, just a line of people. You know, standing there just with, with with a look of expectation on their face. And we're back there like, oh, God. You know, uh, just trying to get some ice cream out of this rock-hard tub. You know, it's just a col it was just a solid column of, of ice cream. Stuff was just solid, you know. And then the second night, Thursday, when I went back and did the, the next one, I said, I'm not doing that ice cream bullshit anymore. Somebody's going to have to do it. And they're like, no, you're doing it. I got steamrolled. I got bullied into doing it. So I said, all right, well, I'm taking this shit outside. I'm taking it out in the parking lot. And I'm going to walk around with it for about 15 minutes, soften that shit up. You know, I mean, I, was, <laughs> I took, I literally took the tub you know, and took it outside. It was like really hot out there. And I, and I sat it on a picnic table for a while. You know, I walked around, I literally walked around the parking lot with it. I don't know why I have to do that. But, um, you know, I got some pictures. There's some pictures that exist of me walking around with this uh, tub of vanilla ice cream. It helped a little bit, but it didn't help much. I mean, it was like it was like semi-melty around the edges. But the center was still just a column of granite. <laughs> it, it was terrible. I was in charge of the vanilla that night. So it was even worse. I don't know. I need I need to go to some kind of school or something to figure out how the how to best deal with ice cream. Hopefully, I'll never have to deal with that again. But that sucked. The other guy was like, uh, you know, you know, he was making fun of me. He's like, uh, he goes, all these people probably like you know eating their ice cream. And they're like, what is this salted caramel in here? Because because he said Jeff's just sweating straight into the ice cream tub. <laughs> it's true. He wasn't doing much better. I don't know. Anyway, so the, that, that's the highlight of my life. That's pretty much the exciting thing that happened. I don't really have anything else. I do have a bunch of calls that came in, though. I'm just going to um, power through those, if that's okay. The first one is from uh, from Zip. This thing's old. I guess I missed it. That's on me. This thing's been, this is this goes back. It's But um, I just heard it for the first time today. Didn't realize it was in there. I apologize for that. But um, uh, here, here it is. Hey, Jeff K. This is Zip. I'm calling in. And I know it's silly when I call in because I could always just record it and then edit it in. But anyway, uh, the Reds swept the Astros this weekend, which was devastating for me. Uh, I'm sure that was wonderful for you. And today I saw they beat the, I think the Royals. I can't remember. But they won. And the, it said it was 11 wins in a row, which apparently is like the best string of victories y'all have had since 2012 or something. So, you know, congratulations on that, because I know that it's been nothing but misery and despair for you. But, but I am jinxing you because I'm calling and I'm talking about it. And so you're going to play this and hopefully after this episode drops, they're playing the Braves this week and in a weekend series, they're going to lose. They're going to get swept. It's going to be, um, Complete opposite of – anyway, I'm trying to jinx you because I'm very irritated. The Astros are sucking shit right now, uh, and I know nobody gives two craps about that because everybody hates the Astros now. But anyway, um, oh, yeah, and also here's a fun fact about the Reds. In the 1950s, because of the association with, uh, with communism and the Red Scare, the Reds had to change their name because they're the fucking Reds. 
but they went by the red legs, which I guess was a reference to the socks or the pants or whatever, but it just seems silly because it's like you're still red. You're still got red right in the fucking name. And, and I, but I guess the red, the socks. Anyway, I'm babbling. So anyway, um, fuck the reds. You're cool, but I, I'm mixed because I, I, I want my team to do well, but I want your team to not do good. Anyway, um, Everybody, keep listening. Well, first of all, fuck the Reds, is that what you said? How dare you, sir? How dare you to say such a blasphemous thing as that? Um, yeah, that you're talking about the, the, the Reds versus the Braves series. Yeah, the Reds lost two out of three of that. However, it was a hard-fought series. <laughs> they lost, or every game was one run, and every game was super exciting. The Reds ended up on the wrong end of the uh, but two two out of three games and uh the the manager of the of the, of the braves said something along the lines of we couldn't wait to get out of cincinnati we feel like we've been in a street fight so at least i got a little bit of pleasure out of that they did the, the braves did take two out of three it's hard to beat the braves the braves are freaking good the astros are good too I don't know, the Reds were on a roll, and um, I don't know if you uh, preemptively uh, cursed them, but they, they came out of the, well, they lost two out of three to the Brewers going into the All-Star break, and then they got swept by the Brewers. So they played the Brewers before the All-Star break, and then they played them again after the All-Star break. Who makes these schedules? Who, who, what, who How does this happen? But I think you cursed them, Zip. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I think you have put the put the put the hoodoo on on, on my beloved Reds. Um, they're playing the Giants now. We'll see how that goes. But you know, whatever, man. You know, I can't believe that you would say such a such a blasphemous thing. And that thing about the uh, red legs, yeah, I think um, that was during the whole McCarthy when those McCarthy hearings were going on. The Red Scare, you know. When he was holding, uh, uh, was it Joseph McCarthy holding those uh, hearings where he was like, you know, pulling people in from Hollywood and stuff like that. You know, are you, are you, or have you ever been a communist? That kind of stuff. I think it was during that era when everybody was whipped into a frenzy about the Reds. You know, that's what they called the communist. That's what they called the, you know, the commies, uh, the Reds. So the Reds were like the Cincinnati Reds were like, I don't. Um, it's like that. It's like that candy, or not, or like that that weight loss, that weight loss candy. Back when I was a kid, there was a there was this. It was like a piece of chocolate fudge, but it was like some kind of appetite suppressant. This is back in the seventies and into the eighties. But um, it was, you know, it was it was a popular thing. It was like a piece of like a little piece of fudge that a person would eat. And it would suppress their appetite. Probably terrible for you. I mean, I don't know, people were probably, their aortas were probably blowing up. But, um, you know, it was a popular thing, I remember. Uh, the uh, the brand name, are you ready for this? <laughs> it's called AIDS. <laughs> so that, you know, it's one of those things where you have, a, you have a cool name. Everything's fine with it. And then suddenly there's something terrible happens. <laughs> and uh, suddenly it's like, oh, shit, you know, I don't. I think we need to rethink this thing. So, you know, the Reds, you know, they had, that was the name of the team, the Reds. And then suddenly the Reds mean something completely different. The whole country is whipped in, up into a frenzy. So they changed their name to the Red Legs. I looked it up. They were the Red Legs, officially called the Cincinnati Red Legs, 
from 1953 to 1959. That was when the Red Scare was going on. When everybody had their, uh, you know, had their underground bunkers, their bomb shelters, you know, all that. During that era. So, Cincinnati Red Legs. People still call them that. And, um, you know, that's uh, it's unfortunate. But um, it's not as bad as AIDS. Yeah, past the AIDS. <laughs> you know, that's not good. It's not, that's terrible. All right. Anyway, uh, despite the blasphemy zip, I appreciate you calling in. Um, this next call is from YZ in T-Town. Here it is. We built this city on rock and roll. YZ in T-Town here, Jeff. Sorry to trigger you. I was just laughing at your uh, grocery store uh, story. I thought for sure you were going to say your worst job was selling meat door to door. <laughs> to me, that's got to be the worst job, especially since you wrecked the vehicle uh, on your last day. So to me, that that food line job must have really sucked. Anyhow, quick story. Uh, I told you that I worked at the grocery store too, and, and we would get back in the meat market, turn the lights off, and we could see throughout the store. People couldn't see us. And, you know, we're always trying to look for hot chicks. And one day there was a 14-year-old boy that came back there. We had the lights off. He was standing by the stakes. And he looked from side to side. And we're like, holy shit, he's going to steal something. We're going to catch a shoplifter. So we're all kind of crowded up there. Looks around. Sticks his hand in his pants and just goes to town on his balls. Just scratching, scratching. And we're so fucking shocked. We can't even say anything. We're just like, oh. Then he pulls his hand out and smells his fingers, and we fucking lost it. <laughs> we laughed so fucking hard. Everybody back there, and the kid just realized he could bust it and ran out of the store. And we laughed for years and years over that. Still do. Um, worst job, working in the oil field. Terrible. I did that for a couple summers, junior, senior year. I worked on a single pole pulling unit. We would pull oil wells that weren't working. And I'd do that in the summer in Texas, hot as hell. And we would pull these, uh, we would pull the rods out and we'd have to break each rod and then go stack them. So when we put the, the wrenches on it and we would try and, you know, break it from the other rod, the oil and the, we pulled a lot of paraffin wells, which was waxy oil. So it would kind of stay on those rods if we pull them out of the hole. That shit would rain down on us, and we would be there in like 114 degrees, with this, just covered in black, and the sun's beating down on us, and we'd have hard hats on, and we'd just be looking at each other like Zandies, because we were Zandies, hot as hell. One time I had to crawl under the rig just to keep from passing out. I was so fucking hot, and go home just covered in oil and wax, and try cleaning those clothes. Anyhow, Jeff, keep up the good work, buddy. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Okay, well, um, we built this city. That See, uh, uh, yeah, that caused me physical pain. But, yeah, the, the selling meat door-to-door, -door, I'm sure I've talked about that on here. I don't know if it's been, I don't, it's been a long time, I think. I did, that was only for, like, two weeks. So that was a short-lived, it, it was a tightly compacted, terrible job. But it didn't stretch out like that food lion job that I was talking about. It didn't stretch out like that. It, that was that thing was. I don't know how long I was working at food lion. Feels like a lifetime. It's probably like a year or maybe a year and a half somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, 
the, the, the selling meat door to door, that was a tightly compacted two weeks of, of pure hell. That was a terrible time of my life. <laughs> I don't, you know, my, I mean, I was like, ah, I don't know. I was uh, dropping out of college. Uh, second time, I dropped out of college the second time. First time, West Virginia State. That was right after high school. I, 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 my heart was not in it, you know. I mean, it just felt like I had to go to college, so I went to West Virginia State, which is like near our house, you know. It was like 13th grade. We just went over there. It was like some of us, you know, some of my friends, we went over there and just half-assed it, you know. I had some fun with Rocky. Rocky went there. We had a filmmaking class. That was fun. You know, there was some good stuff that came out of that. Um, but uh, overall, I was half-assing it. And, um, and then I, I took some, you know, I, I dropped out. And then I went back and I went to Marshall University which was in Huntington, and I was doing. I was actually doing well, and I was enjoying it. Everything was fun. Everything. I mean, everything was fine. And then I broke up. My girlfriend and I broke up. My girlfriend at the time, Kelly, we'd been together forever. You know, we broke up, and I went spiraling down, down, down. I was a mess. I was a disaster. You know, and um, I ended up quitting that fast check job. I just quit. I didn't even give them any notice or anything. I just went in there and said, "I'm not working anymore." Gave him the, I had a key to the store. Can you imagine? I can't, when I think back on that, like, they gave me, me, in, in, at, at that age, you talk about a dumbass. I mean, you talk about the height of dumbassery. I'm the poster child of it back in those days. I had a key to the store. <laughs> God. Um, I turned in my key. I said, I'm not coming back. Fuck this. You know, I'm not doing this anymore. So I was like, I was a, I was a mess. I felt like I'd been, I mean, I was in a, in the depths of depression. Took this job selling meat. So, well, I mean, I answered an ad. It was like very vague. I went over there and it was like this fast talking guy. I think he was an Eastern European. I don't know. He was like, he had a weird accent and he was menacing. He was a scary guy. I don't know what his deal was. He ran this shady ass thing. One of those deals where they have, they have these trucks and they have a freezer on the back of them. You see them around. I still see them. They're, they're around. They're out there selling meat and seafood. We sold meat and seafood. I mean, it was high-quality stuff. I mean, it wasn't, you know, there's nothing wrong with the product. But it was, uh, I mean, the whole thing was set up on a lie, you know. First of all, you're supposed to, they, they teach you to, you just go door to door. You just knock on doors and you say, uh, hey, uh, I'm, I'm a delivery guy. I'm d delivering some uh, meat and seafood down the, the store nearby here. And these idiots over at the uh, warehouse, they double, they double stocked my cooler. You know, and I have to get rid of this stuff. I mean, I can't take this stuff back. These guys are going to get fired. I mean, this is what you're supposed to say. It's like a total lie. <laughs> you're supposed to, the thing's all built on a lie. You know, you know, I can give you a good deal on some stuff. It's some high quality stuff. That's what you're supposed to do. And you're supposed to go and you're supposed to sell this stuff door to door and just cold calling people, you know, and, uh, and you're supposed and there's an X number of cases a day, and stuff's expensive. X number of cases a day that you have to sell, you know. And so they sent me out with some guy, and he was showing me the ropes. And he had some kind of he had some a few repeat customers. Like that's the best situation. You get some customers that, 
you know, are going to buy off you. You don't have to sell it to them. You know, you can just stop by and take an order off of them. You know, that kind of thing. But um, most of all, it's just knocking on doors. Just You just go into a neighborhood and you just knock on doors and um, hope try to sell, try to fool somebody into buying some expensive-ass box of meat. And I was not good at it. It was terrible. I was, a, I was depressed. I mean, I, I, it, everything sucked, you know. And um, if you didn't sell, oh, by the way, if you didn't sell, you had a, you had a quota. Like each day, you had to sell, I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. You had to sell five cases or something or three. I don't remember. I think it escalated the longer you were there. Like they they kept raising it, but I think it was I think it was at three. I think I had to sell three cases a day, right? And if you didn't, you had to buy. Like if you only sold two cases one day, you had to buy a case to make up for it. So the cheapest thing they sold was onion rings. I think they were like fifteen bucks a, a case. And they were like big. It was like a big box of onion rings. So every time that I didn't make my quota, which was almost every day because I was terrible at it, I'd have to buy onion rings. <laughs> and our freezer, we had two we had two freezers full of these things. I had to put them. I had to take them across the street to my grandmother's house. We had just like onion rings. And my mom was like, "What are we gonna do? What are we?" What are we doing with all these onion rings? <laughs> she was like freaking out about it. We don't need any more onion rings. Like it, it sucked. I mean, I sold one day. I went in there and I sold. I went out on my own. I went out there and and sold my quota. Super excited. I was like, that was a pretty good day. Made a little bit of money. You know, sold my quota. I thought this is probably going to work out. I go back in there and some guy goes. One of the other workers goes. Hey, did you sell? Uh, were you up there at uh, blah blah blah? I don't know. He gave, he gave some area. I don't know. I don't remember where it was. I said, yeah, yeah, I did pretty well. He goes, that's my area. I said, what do you mean it's your area? He goes, no, man, you can't be selling to my customers. You know all this stuff. He's like getting really uh, aggressive with me. And he he went to the he went to that Eastern European. He goes, pay him. You know that's not that's that's his area. I said, what the hell's this? You know, and then we'd have these meetings in the morning before we went out, you know, and that guy was abusive. He would like make fun of us and, um, you know, he, he was like making fun of the way I was dressed or something. He was like, you're supposed to be a warehouse worker. You come in here with your fancy shirt on and your fan, you know, what are you, you, you like dressed up for like some kind of a garden party or something like what the hell are you talking about? A garden party? I don't know what that is. You know, it's, I mean, it sucked. And then I crashed my car, like you said. I crashed my little meat wagon into the side of a Corvette or something or a, a Trans Am or something in Parkersburg, West Virginia. Um, it was my final day. I was, like, despondent, depressed. Uh, I was about ready to fling myself off a bridge. <laughs> and I was in Parkersburg. Everything was going down. Like, what has happened to me? Look at me. Just take, look at me. I'm selling meat. I'm selling meat door to door in some kind of rolling meat wagon. And I, and I, my, my, my relationship, my girlfriend, you know, she didn't want to be with me anymore. I have nothing going. I'm a two-time dropout, <laughs> college dropout. I, I got nothing going on. Everything sucks, you know. And um, so I'm changing lanes, driving in Parkersburg, and right into the side. I didn't even look in the mirror. I mean, I was like taking, I mean, I, mirrors are for people who are successful. 
<laughs> I don't deserve to use mirrors, you know. So I, I changed lanes right into the, I mean, just right into the side of this, I don't know, it was a Trans Am or something, some kind of sports car. Some redneck girl, she, it was a girl, she jumped out, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, uh, it's all my fault. You know, I mean, I, I'm in no, I mean, I would have signed any kind of like, uh, I, I would have confessed to a murder. I mean, I was like, I was destroyed. I would, you know, you could have, and I was like, well, it's all my fault. You know, you know I'm sorry. You know, I, uh, you know, so, um, and then she, she kind of backed down a little bit. She came, she, she came out of that car hot, man. I crashed right inside of her. <laughs> it was like a beautiful, I mean, if you're into redneck cars, but it was like, if you, you know, it was, it, it was like all, it's all, she said she was going to a parade. She's going to be in a parade. The thing was all waxed, you know, and I just, I just rammed my, rammed my meat wagon straight into the side of that thing, you know. I called the guy, that Eastern European, I said, I'm done. He goes, you owe me money. You know, you crashed, you crashed our, our meat, meat wagon. I said, well, sue me, bitch. You know, I don't care. You can do whatever you want. Pack it, you know. He goes, you, you're playing with fire here. So, eh, whatever. So, yeah, I never heard from him again. But that, that was the worst. Uh, you know, that was a tightly compacted, <laughs> terrible two weeks of my life. The, 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 the food line job, that was uh, stretched over a long period of time. That's why I chose that as the worst job. But you're right, the selling meat door-to-door -door sucks. I like your story about the kid smelling his ball hands. <laughs> that is disgusting. Grotesque. And uh, hilarious. And that oil fields job, that sounds horrendous. You know you know what the part that sounds horrendous is I don't well, I hate heat. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not into heat. <laughs> you know, like right now, it is so freaking humid, it's disgusting. It makes me sick. You know? And so I don't that's not me. That's 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 hundred and eighty degrees out of uh, what you know, I hate that. And then being covered in sticky like oil and stuff. Sounds like pure hell. That sounds like walking hell. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't envy you that crap. That's worse, way worse than my stupid uh, food lion job where I, where I couldn't get a handle on the bleach, you know. You know, you, you one-upped me on that one, Wisey, but, um, you know, it sounds terrible. And, um, yeah, so thanks for calling. I appreciate your call. Call back anytime. And this last call is from our old buddy Ian in Scotland, and here it is. Hey Jeff, it's Ian in Scotland. Currently driving across the Tay Road Bridge, which uh, you'll have seen if you're keeping up to date with Succession. Um, it is raining heavily, <laughs> heavily. Uh, windscreen wipers on burnout setting just now. And the weather here um, in this global heat wave is currently sitting at 14 degrees Celsius. <laughs> uh, crazy. Put a jumper on. Put a sweater on. <laughs> anyway, so this week, Jeff, I've been uh, officiating, I've been refereeing at the Karate World Cup in Dundee. Um, I've been doing karate now for about 25 years, with third on black belt, I've been keeping that quiet, 
for obvious reasons. Um, you get asked a lot of stupid questions when you reveal this information. Not from you, obviously, but um, other people. Um, so yeah, I wanted to ask you if you were ever involved in any sports um, other than watching baseball, like actively involved in any other sports. Hope all is well with you, um, and I'll listen to you soon, hopefully. Okay, bye. Okay, I had to look this up. You said uh, it's 14 degrees Celsius. That's 57, 57 over here. Um, So, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty, uh, that is pretty cool. Um, I wish it was that temperature here where I'm at, but uh, it's not. It's hot, and it's humid, and it sucks. Um, So I am jealous of you, Ian, for for your 57, you know. You're a karate, you're like a, you said you're a, a third degree black belt or something? Man, I had no idea. You said you kept it quiet. That's cool. And you're, and you're a referee, and that's pretty awesome, man. I mean, you know, the surprises from you never end. <laughs> Where are you going? You, tell, you said you were going back to school for uh, what, chemical engineering or something. I can't remember. Something impressive. Something that's beyond me. You know? Eh, that's pretty awesome. You know, um, you asked me if I ever played sports actually played sports uh not really i'm not super uh athletic however i did play uh little league i played baseball up up through little league and um i was on a team called uh you ready for this dentists dentists <laughs> it's hard to say that you know the, the little league teams are uh, sponsored by usually businesses but uh this team that i was on and when i was in little league was sponsored by the all the dentists in town, they they go together and they would sponsor a team. Dentists. God, it's hard to say that. Too many S's. It's too close together. But we were a great team. We were a really good team. We were a strong team. I played, I started at either first base or third base. And um, I don't know how I was a starting. I was, I, I was a really good fielder. I was, a, I would say, above average fielder. Not a good batter. My hitting was terrible. Uh, you know, because I one of the thing, one of the problems was I'd get up, I'd get to bat, get up to bat, and the stands would be full of parents and kids from my school, like other kids that weren't playing. I mean, they people it would draw big crowds. You know, especially when dentists were playing. You know, we were like the we were like the twenty seven Yankees. <laughs> you know, and um. We would play, and, and and all eyes would be on me, and I that's I don't do well under under those circumstances. So I'd get up there and freeze, terrible batter, and then and then in in practice, you know I'm hitting line drives and stuff. And they're like, how come you can't do this in a game, like uh, because there's nobody in the stands, you know? I don't know. I was I'm a neurotic, you know. I can't even back back then. I was way worse than I am now. I'm still neurotic, but um, I don't like all eyes on me. When I'm in the field and a ball comes to me, I don't have time to think about it. I just react. There was this one game, you know. I don't want. I don't want to get too. Probably this is probably the height. This is this is this is my Al Bundy moment. <laughs> you know, um, uh, my little league experience. I was playing third, and um, I, who were we playing? Classic shoe store. I think we were playing classic shoe store, 
And um, I was playing third base. It was a big rival. Both teams were really good. The stands were packed, you know, you know. And um, I don't, I don't remember the circumstances. It feels like the score was tied, and it was real, really close. And there was this player for for the for classic. His name was uh, G. G. Jenkins. G. G. Jenkins, right? I don't know how I remember these things. But uh, he hits this ball. He, he's a big dude. Hits this ball into the right, right, you know, right field corner. I'm playing third. He he uh, he goes tearing around the bases like freaking, you know, you know, like he's uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. And he he goes, you know, he goes to he he rounds first, goes to second, you know, and when he, when he I assume he's just gonna you know cruise in a second and and take the double. Now. He runs right through second, heading towards third. It's like a freight train coming towards me, you know. And the ball's finally back into the infield. The the shortstop, Danny Bailey, has the ball. Danny Bailey has the ball. I'm at third. This big old G.G. Jenkins freight train running straight towards me. And, uh, and, and Danny Bailey throws the ball sidearm to me. The ball, I'm, I'm, I'm basically watching the ball with my left eye <laughs> and watching Gigi with my right eye, and they're both, they're both arriving exactly the same time. And they, you know, and, and they are, I, I catch the ball at the same time as he plows into me. I mean, it's like a football move. He just, like, hits me. Like, he, just, he goes airborne and just hits me, like, the middle of my, you know, halfway up my body, you know. And we go rolling in a big cloud of dust, and you know, basically almost up up against the uh, the wall of the uh, 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 the dugout. You know, he like knocks me all the way over, blasts me, you know, just full steam. You know, and um, and we were rolling in the dirt and everything, and like something out of a like something out of a TV show. I I I hold the ball up. Just to demonstrate that I held onto the ball, I caught the ball and I held onto it, and the the umpire called him out. Place went crazy. <laughs> Place went crazy. The guy was thrown out at third base, and I, somehow I held onto the ball. And that's my that's my my big moment in little league sports or or sports in general. But in general, I was not a very good athlete. In fact, I was probably uh, poor. <laughs> You know, I mean, when we were in school and stuff, you have to climb that, climb that rope and all that shit. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do any of that stuff. Probably, you know, I wasn't very good at it. I lo- I loved baseball, and I I got to the point where I could uh, field pretty well because of hours and hours and hours of throwing a ball against a wall and catching. You know, I'd go down to this uh, Napa, not Napa Auto Parts, <laughs> and after they were closed and stuff, and just throw, like, a, a, a tennis ball against the building and just field it and throw it back, and, you know. And I did that for hours and hours and hours, every you know, every summer, you know, to the point where I was actually pretty good in the field. But I couldn't bat very well, like I said, because, you know, I don't like to be center of attention. I still don't to this day. And, um, anyway, that's, that's pretty much all I did as far as sports goes. I never got into any kind of like martial arts or anything, but I think that's pretty cool. You should be proud of that, and I'm I'm sure you are. And I appreciate the call. Thank you guys. Thank all of, thank all of you guys for calling in. Zip, Wisey, and Ian. Always appreciated. 
Um, so give us a call. If you want to call in like those guys, give us a call. 570-290-8151 is the number. Call around the clock, 24 hours a day. It's voicemail. And you'll almost certainly be part of a future show, so, so do it today. Also, if uh, you want two of these episodes a week instead of a measly one, you can do that too. Head on over to Patreon.com. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation, and you'll get an extra episode every week. So if you want to double down on these podcasts, it's a big help to me, and you get an extra episode every week. So do it today. Patreon.com slash Jeff K. And I think that's it. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. And until next time, which will be over on the Patreon side, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see ya.